Okay. Okay, great. So let's let's talk. This yeah. is uh, this is the X Men Files. I'm Brian and I'm Inessa. And today we're going to be talking about issues number one hundred thirty-nine and one forty. Mm-hmm. Which you read? I have read them today. I took notes. I'm very impressed that you took <laughs> notes. I, you're, you have shown up uh, for today's installment uh, in a greater state of preparation than I have. So, so I, 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 um, here's how unprepared I am. Okay. I, I don't know what happens right now. <laughs> you have like last week. I was I was all set because it was our first kind of headfirst dive into this this adventure. Okay. But 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 now I'm already at a loss. Okay. So next week you need to take notes also. Okay. Okay. Um yeah. So I read both okay. issues today. Maybe we'll start here. Yeah. So uh what did you think? I liked them. They were good. Okay, yeah, great. They were interesting. Great. They were I right. was I was curious I mean I sort you know I suspected what was how they were gonna end. You knew um, how it was going to end? I suspected that the X-Men would persevere throughout their sort of travails that they that they had. That's not like, I mean, that's not groundbreaking. That's, what, that's why I suspected <laughs> um, it. Okay. I'm not saying that I had right. a groundbreaking uh, yeah. sort of insight into it. Here's what's interesting about that, because that leads into one of my... Uh, kind of delights and also frustrations with mm-hmm. this narrative form. Mm-hmm. Uh, not this narrative form. Comics is the narrative Comics. form. Mm-hmm. But all right, so, um, all narrative for me breaks in in kind of two directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is either plot driven or character driven. Okay. With obviously, sure, you know, gradations between them. Plot driven for me is largely a logical exercise right um where we kind of know the outcome and what is interesting is not the what Mm -hmm. but typically the how right so so when you say (laughs) you knew that was going to end and, and i'm not trying to you're a very clever person about some things yeah about a great many things yeah um so, so it, you knew that the X Men were going to prevail, but was it was it clear how that was going to happen? Um, I mean, it was clear that somehow they were going to sort of fight their way out of whatever situation they were in. I so mean, it wasn't clear specifically, yeah. but it was clear that you know, I assumed based right. on my very very small knowledge of uh, comics that sure. You know, there would be some fighting. Right. There would be a point at which things, you know, sort of look tough for right. our heroes. Yeah, and then somehow they would would persevere and uh, would defeat the, the the baddie in the end. <laughs> which didn't make it uninteresting. Yeah, to, yeah, 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 yeah. To, You know, I mean, it wasn't yeah, like I'm, oh, I'm, this I'm is not so trying to second guess your experience yeah. of of enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, yeah. it was you know the art was super super cool. Yeah, um, and I enjoyed that. And uh, right. You know the the story was suspenseful, even though I you know knew how it was going to end. Right. So, yeah. It, 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 we are with you know, deep within kind of my my conflict about this, mm-hmm. um, because you, 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 we kind of know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so the interesting bit is how it gets to mm-hmm. that place. Um, and, 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 and again, I'm not trying to kind of like, like, like second guess or mm. make you, make you um, reassess your enjoyment of it. But the, um, uh, you know, the headline for you is, I kind of figured the X-Men were going to come out on right. But but you know you know as a kid I I wonder you know when I was eight and reading this Mm -hmm. did I have the same thought in my head? I'm sure you didn't. I'm sure every adventure seemed like a new adventure. Like it was yeah yeah because like to me you know to me like the resolution of it sure as an adult it seems kind of contrive you know mm-hmm. all the sort of the pieces fall into place right. and, and the and the the mystical indian sort of cast his spell and you know whatever mm-hmm. and and then it's, it's all fine um again which did not take away from my enjoyment sure, sure. of it for for the purposes of this project but i'm sure as a child it was like every single was like ooh, are they gonna right are they gonna right. you know get out of this tough scrape yeah Probably. so so where where I am with this these days is you know, what is it like for for the writer and thinking uh, so, so Chris Claremont who was going to be writing most of the stuff mm-hmm. that we're talking about um, John Byrne in this issue uh, certainly in the next one he's, he's listed as a co-plotter mm-hmm. uh, so we'll credit him with uh, the story if not necessarily the dialogue mm-hmm. um, but but you know, when I think about you know what is it like for a writer, and, and we kind of touched on this last time, mm-hmm. of you know, how do you keep doing? It? Right. How do you keep coming up with new ideas? Right. And and, and how do you keep it fresh? Uh, because keeping an eight year old on the edge of their seat is is one thing, mm-hmm. but uh, even even back then, even in 1980, mm-hmm. I would have been at the young end of the spectrum. Of reading comics, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I want to say that like, throughout the 1980s, sort of like the median age of a, a comic book reader was like 18, 17, mm, something like that. Old. Mm-hmm. You know, median, right? So, so people older than that, and mm-hmm. I've noticed I'm way older than eight now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but this is what I'm wrestling with because um, when I read a comic, you are four score and eight, aren't you? That would make me 88. A score and Do you know how much a score is? You're two score. You're two score and eight. <laughs> yeah, I'm two okay. score and eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah, two score and eight doesn't sound quite Four score as, was in my head from the sound check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were doing Gettysburg Address. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, carry on, sorry. I, I, I'd love to talk about the math of, of, of score <laughs> no, no. for carry a while. I, but um, yeah, I, I, it, it is, it is um, uh, kind of humbling to know that I am more than one score. <laughs> More than eight years old, uh, two score years ago, mm. this this comic came out. I think not quite not quite forty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was like late nineteen eighty. Um, and let's come back to that, yeah, because I want to talk about nineteen eighty. Okay, I want to really, really, yeah, just sink sink our teeth into that. Okay, okay. Um, this is the conundrum that I have right now mm-hmm. because. What is meaningful to me about the the stories now is not whether they come out on top, mm-hmm. but how they do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I kind of have trouble finishing that sentence mm. because, it, it, um, well, okay. 
we'll come back to this mm -hmm. because because this is this is sort of an emotion that I'm having trouble articulating. Mm. So uh, for, yeah. for me, it I think a lot of what I'm enjoying about it is to do with the visual parts yeah. of it. Okay. Um, I think if I was reading a narrative of the thing that that happened, um, even if I was just reading the the dialogue, is is fine. Um, but I think what it's serviceable. Yeah, but I think what, <laughs> you would say. What, and I have some questions <laughs> about not, the dialogue. Uh, it, 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 yeah. It's not David Mamet. No, no. But you know, the, it's fine. Yeah. It sort of tells yeah. the story. But I think that what makes it, it tells the story. What makes it suspenseful to to read and enjoyable yeah. um, in all three of the issues that I've yeah. read has been the like the, the visual okay. art. It's very okay. like there's loads of um, movement in it. I don't know how else to describe it. Like there's a lot that's of a, that, that's motion in the art describe and, it. and it's just really cool to look at and that makes yeah. it feel kind of a suspenseful visual telling of a story. Um, that's an absolutely perfect way to describe it because uh, one of the... So visually for me, comics do two things. Kind of three things. Two things. Um, one is color. The use of color is very engaging mm -hmm. because it is kind of simultaneously reductive um, and, and, and also very, very expressive. Mm -hmm. uh, so so you, you have a reduced color palette mm -hmm. uh, when, when you look at comics. Um, I think I said that it was, it was something paradoxical. Um, I'm not sure where I was going with that. Mm -hmm. okay. um, <laughs> reductive is maybe it. So, 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 so the one visual thing that you get is, is you get color. Mm -hmm. uh, the second thing that you get, if it's really good, if the comics are very good, and this is how you tell like a good one from a bad one, uh, good comic art is kinetic. Mm -hmm. Kinetic it, is a good word. Yep. Yeah, it, it it has a sense of movement mm -hmm. uh, and a sense of immediacy that creates drama. Mm -hmm. uh, so look at um, nobody reads a newspaper anymore, but if you look at the um, uh, newspaper comic strips, mm -hmm. they are the antithesis of comic art. Right. Uh, they're black and white. They're still fine, yeah. but yeah, usually they're still. Yep. Garfield doesn't move. <laughs> okay. Garfield doesn't have that little like explosive yellow thing that like indicates that he's really yeah, launching yeah. off from his uh, from his spot. But, yeah. but, but, but not just that. I mean, um, it, it is the way that uh, comic artists. Uh, I mean, yes, and um, the way that comic artists will use depth of field to or, uh, perspectives. Mm -hmm. Really, what I meant. You'll mm -hmm. you'll have. Um, uh, a figure where one body part is foregrounded and it's massive, mm -hmm. and then the rest of them is elsewhere mm -hmm. in, in, in a slightly unnatural uh, um, kind of a pose. Right. Um, but, but, but that will convey movement. Uh, also, the way that the panel is structured. Mm -hmm. uh, so last night, as you were sleeping on the couch, <laughs> and, and I was listening to another X Men podcast, mm -hmm. I was. Uh, not reading, so I was looking to, listening to this podcast, but I was looking at some of the Neil Adams uh, work mm -hmm. on X-Men, and Neil Adams is, is one of the greats, but, but that was one of the things about him, mm -hmm. is that his uh, art was very dramatic and mm -hmm. very expressive, uh, and one of the ways that he got that across was by panel design. It's mm -hmm. not just like you've got... Um, you know, eight by ten sheet of paper, and you've got nine panels. Mm -hmm. um, Adams would break that up. Right, right. Yeah. One of the things that I wrote down um, in my notes was when they. 
as I wrote it was on page 21 on page 21 of the second issue yeah um, I want to say it's I think it's Nightcrawler's outside and mm-hmm. he's getting stuff from the car and there he's sort of having this memory oh that's something um, and there's like that's 139 three panels yeah and they're kind of red and orange um, the, the, the colors this is, this and is that why was like I the love coolest you. art yeah like I wanted to okay, frame let's... that and hang it up in our house uh, just say the word <laughs> um Oh goddamn! I really, really so, like that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. That was one thirty-nine. Let's see if we can read that. Quick aside, because last week I griped a lot about just being able to read read a damn issue uh, using the the app, the Marvel app in my browser, and ugh, it, it's still pretty awful. Uh, you had said you, you didn't know what I was griping about. With good reason, because actually on the iPad, it's pretty it's actually easy. pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Um, more on that later. We'll keep going. Okay, click, 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 click. I say I thought it was in the second one that I read. Maybe no, not, uh, in the first I remember one. this. This was one thirty nine. Ooh, hang on. Um, so we're we're scrolling through this. We're on page. We're on page. Christ knows what. Oh, it is one thirty nine. It is one thirty nine, yeah. and they're in Canada. Yeah. Um, more on this in a minute. So, so we, we've got like I think three things that we're going to come back okay, to because I've got I've got other questions. Okay, uh, this is on. great. This is great. This is <laughs> rich detail. Okay, we we have a lot of things to say to each other, yeah. but but I'm always panicked that we don't. Yeah. So okay, there we are. There we're in Canada. Because uh, I was just glancing at this uh, magical, earlier. magical Native American. Yeah, those three. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I remember this it's when really, I was a really kid. Cool. Yeah, so it's like only this two is colors, but it just looks so cool. Right, this is uh, the penultimate page in issue one thirty nine. Nightcrawler, a lot of thought bubbles. Like I think one of these really mundane moments. So, like, they're at this, uh, they're in this cabin somewhere in the Canadian wilderness, and I think it's like Wolverine says, "Hey, Nightcrawler, there's some, yeah. there's can some shit the in the stuff vein. from the car. Yeah, <laughs> can you go get can the, you, yeah. Can you go grab my car. sleeping yeah. bag yeah. or something like that? So and and. Because I'm looking at this, yeah, like, like look at this panel, Nightcrawler, yeah, he, it looks as though he's getting sleeping yeah, bags. Yeah, he goes out, out there and, and sort of gets gets caught yeah, in, a, yeah. in so, sort of a yeah, daydream I, or a night dream or, yeah. Well, what's cool, so I, I, I reread this like about an hour ago, like this page, I was mm-hmm. glancing at it and, and I, I, like, I know what the gist of it is when, when he's um, uh, reflecting mm-hmm. uh, in the van, he's thinking about Jean Grey. Right, right. I had a, it's stupid, but I hadn't really pieced it together that they are in kind of far north Canada, mm-hmm. uh, like like high summer. Right. So it'll be light. Which as a kid, uh, if I was eight, mm-hmm. uh, like, like that would have flown right over my head. Right, sure. And even when I was in high school, like like I get it. I, I understand how, how the earth <laughs> works, <laughs> and, you know, the latitudes and things like that. Um, but I'll say, having 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 lived in, in like like I can remember being in Stockholm in like middle of June. Right. Really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's ten thirty yeah, at really night, mm-hmm. but it feels like it's the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So so like like yet another pin that I want to you know, throw in there is um how the X Men. Among other things, just really kindled my interest in world travel. And travel. <laughs> it, well, it, it, no, it, it 100% yeah. did. Yeah, but but um, returning to your 
point about the uh, the colors here. Yeah, this is yeah, gorgeous really stuff. Cool. Yeah. yeah, very expressive, sort of very emotive, and it, and they managed to make that one scene look different from everything else, even though they don't they don't have that many different. But you get what's happening with. here yeah. with the uh, the orange and red panels. Yeah. The, those three. That's from the perspective of the monster. Mm -hmm. Like that's why it looks like that. That did not occur to me. Yeah. So it, 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 that. Of course, it is now. Yeah. Right? Those colors are the sunset. Yeah. Of course. Uh, but also, so 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 camera is. is Camera. Of course, I mean, now perspective of the view. Obvious to see it, that, it, yeah. Like it, it, it's pretty tight on Nightcrawler, mm -hmm. but then in the next panel, you know, that middle series, we pull away, mm -hmm. and suddenly the van is far away, but we are getting closer, closer. Yeah, and closer. Yeah. yeah, that did not actually occur to me. I just thought that yeah. we were just sort of having a uh, an introspective moment. Yeah. Well, we were. We were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's both things, and uh, this page is actually pretty awesome mm -hmm. in that regard uh one of the things that i really love about comics uh set aside you know all of my my qualms about narrative and is kind of you know plot resolution um it is very cinematic mm -hmm. uh and you know i'm like a huge you know movie cinema. movie fan cinema person mm -hmm. yeah bit of a buff actually <laughs> we didn't want to say cinema buff but then i didn't have another <laughs> word yeah. It, it is the only way in which yeah. I buff. Yeah. <laughs> right. But um, it, it, I, I love that the the folks who who wrote comics like they they get it like mm -hmm. they've seen movies and and they can do things like cross cutting uh, and 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 this this change of perspective mm -hmm. uh, where they understand the language of cinematic editing uh, and, and and all of those visual. Uh, elements and, and, and timing and pacing. Mm -hmm. They can also get away with stuff that you can't do in cinema mm -hmm. uh, in terms of static images and, and some of the other visual elements that you can bring to bear mm -hmm. uh, with comics. But um, I liked the um, the way that they like they split up at the beginning and then the yeah. cross whatever that um, and then you sort of had the different stories. Okay, kind of going yeah. simul simultaneously. This issue is a great example of, um, yes, this issue is a great example of one of the things that I love, uh, which are these sort of the in-between issues. Mm -hmm. These were typically my favorite ones, okay. where one thing has concluded and we are getting ready for another to thing. To start some other big thing. Which, which means that, um, look, we're, we're like cycling back here, okay, we'll Okay, we're in Canada. We're, we're like going back to yeah. the beginning of the uh, the issue. They're training in their in their training yeah, okay. room. Yeah. So yeah. So they're yeah. Xavier's um, angry at, uh, at that guy. Xavier is angry as a dick. Yeah. Oh, Warren Worthington the third. Yes, he's angry AKA at him the angel. He's, he's out of shape. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, we meet some characters that I can't remember if I've met before. Okay. So and then they split up. Okay. Let's maybe walk through this a little bit because I, I can kind of catch you up on, on some of the backstory. All right. So Angel is one of the original X-Men. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Warren Worthington III, uh, Waspy McWasp. I did think about going all the way back to the other issue that I had read last yeah, week to try to connect the people, but I figured it'll this is, become clear. Yeah. This is going to be an easier yeah. way to do it. So he, he quit the X-Men... Um, I don't recall when, but but like he's back without 
much in the way of explanation. Right. Like, right. like he's, he's back. He's, he's, Cyclops he's is flabby and out of shape, and uh, and, and Xavier. It didn't look like flabby. I mean, he doesn't look flabby, but yeah. Xavier's annoyed with him. It's out of practice. Yeah. Um, right. So Cyclops is gone. Angel comes back for reasons that are not, I think, all that explicit in this issue. It was not made clear to me why. Um, I, I've read subsequent issues uh, and spoilers, but it's almost like they considered bringing him back and then didn't didn't right. <laughs> so yeah. uh if you're delighted that angel is here you're going to be disappointed with soon, subsequent soon issues you will be sad. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right so so angel is back but getting back to okay so we got a, a bit in the danger room ba, 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 ba. there's like the super sexy uh one more right like that's a very <laughs> oh, okay so yeah. so this is this is the page uh, uh, Araro Storm has uh, metallic tentacles yeah. uh, grabbing grab her calves in midriff. Yeah, just in a and, very. Um, and she's wearing these thigh high yeah, boots. boots yeah. And all right, so, so we talked about you know, male gaze. Yeah, I mean, obviously this last. Is, yeah. This is what, what what's crazy for me is, and this might say more about me than it does about uh, uh, the artist John Byrne. Like, like yeah, okay, I, like I see that and I get it. Um, I, I'm more struck by. Um, I'm blanking on her last name. Um, Vindicator's wife in Canada later. We'll we'll mm -hmm. come back to that, mm -hmm. um, or we won't. We don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to have like a full breakdown of like all the female um, characters. So so breaks. look at this. Yeah. Look at this. She, she's wearing these boots and this uh, skirt that's like slit way up her yeah. thighs. Okay, so I think I've made my point <laughs> more than I Car carrying on. <laughs> carrying on. Yeah. Where we were going with this is this is like an in-between issue. Right. So so they have a fight in the danger room. The, the danger room has like no stakes. Right. Okay. It is it is a way to have some action to kind of get people like okay they're still the X Men, but but then um, then they all drink lemonade. They all drink lemonade. <laughs> yeah, uh, except for Wolverine who gets a beer because he's edgy. Right. So. Yeah. My one of my main questions right. about Wolverine sort of started to come up here. Yeah. Uh, because he talks differently than the rest of them. In what way? They have him talking because he has this, a Canadian accent. They have him talking in this sort of it, to to read it. It felt like they were going for sort of a Southern American thing. Oh wow! But okay. then. Then he goes to Canada and he's Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian. But throughout right. the whole thing, he talks in this sort of very casual. So, um, and and I didn't like that. That actually, I found his dialogue to be distracting. Okay, um, you're going to be distracted for quite some time. <laughs> um, so, I understand what you're saying. He, yeah. he they, they like he's dropping his G's. Yes. And they're trying to get across the idea that he. He doesn't have a whole lot of fancy book learning. Yeah. 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 So like there's shirt will fly boy. You've been doing a solo superhero act lately. When you've been doing it at all, it takes time to get back <laughs> into okay. harness. You, you ain't done, done making mistakes, yeah. bub. Not by a long shot. Yeah, like, yeah. but then so it's like okay, so maybe they. But I think at this point he's maybe even already talked about. I mean, obviously, if you've been reading, you that know he's from that, he's, that he's from Canada, mm, but right. you know. The, but then I'm like, so, 
he goes to Canada and, and he's from Canada and why does he talk like that? I just I found that well, really distracting. Okay. So maybe I'm asking too much. I uh, yes and no. So maybe yes. <laughs> um, I, writing dialect is hard. hard. I'm so, sure so that's like, hard. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, going, I'm going to critique Chris Claremont. Yeah. Um, I, I think his plots are fantastic. I, I think that, that some of his dialogue, some of his narration has, has problems. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, I, I couldn't do it any better. Yeah. And I don't know who could. Uh, what we're trying to get across is that uh, Claremont would express it better than I can just mm-hmm. now. That, that, that he is just very, very... Um, Common. Yeah, down to earth. Yeah. Um, because he's had a very difficult life. Yeah. And the way that he has survived and the way that he views the world is from this kind of perspective. Um, you know, writing, so writing that kind of dialect, English dialect is, and we'll say North American because if you're if you're going to do it like like in the UK, you'll do like right, like Cockney or some right, shit, right. not Cockney. You know what I mean? Yeah, Chavy, whatever. But, um, <laughs> um, but so, so the one of the one of the bits of baggage that we have as an audience is that this kind of perspective, this kind of um, Give me a better term than lower class, because uh, <laughs> that's not what I mean. Um, I keep saying common. Common but, sounds horrible but, as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like like I and I, I can't say any of this without coming across like an elitist douchebag. I mean, rural. I'm from Kentucky. <laughs> okay, so I know, I know from yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rural is the best, but you know, rural's not really right. Doesn't so, necessarily cover that. But, but, but I mean, if you want yeah. to convey that maybe somebody didn't go to college, nor did their parents, yeah. um, the way that we do that in United States, uh, United Statesian popular culture, is mm-hmm. we give them a southern accent. Right. And and you know my take on this right. is right. anybody who thinks that southern accents convey idiocy need to be. Uh, like locked, locked into a steel room. cage yeah. <laughs> and have a Shelby foot or Hal Holbrook just kick him in the balls for 45 minutes. Keep this family friendly. Ish. I, I, I thought I was. <laughs> okay. I thought I was right. keeping it family friendly. Yeah. Um, so Yes, dialect is hard to write, but th- this dialect seemed over the top. And And then as I'm reading, I figure out that Nightcrawler is apparently German. And, and oh, yeah. the other guy's Russian, right? You didn't uh, pick up on that immediately? No. Given your Russianness? No, I didn't pick yeah. up on it immediately until yeah. they had the scene with him. And I thought that was a really cool scene at the start of the second issue with him, like pulling out tree stumps okay. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, because they ended the first issue from the suspenseful thing. Right. And then you start the next one and you kind of want to be right back there. But no, now we're in the, in the, in the farming with this, mm-hmm. with this farmer. But like neither of them has any trace of weird even though that would almost be easier to mimic that sort of the mistakes that a german speaker the mistakes that a russian speaker you were never going to see any of the typical german mistakes 
here. I don't know whether Claremont speaks German or not, or whether he spent a lot of, I mean, he, like he's English, so you know, odds are better than if he's from North Dakota. Sure. But, um, so yeah, Kurt Wagner. Now, I was probably in my 20s mm-hmm. after having seen operas <laughs> by Richard Wagner. <laughs> Right. When I, it occurred to me that he was not Kurt Wagner. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, like like rather, yeah, Kurt Wagner, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so like like it, the fact that he was German just like didn't he would occasionally drop a German word, and and that's basically how how they convey it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So what you'll see is uh, Nightcrawler will say unglaublich, yeah, or, uh, yeah. or Fräulein, yeah. or whatever. And everybody calls Colossus a, a Peter Rasputin. Peter Rasputin. So like yeah. just <laughs> it really, you know, really hammering if home. You, if you know one Russian <laughs> family name, Peter Tchaikovsky. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Peter Stalin would have been. <laughs> we couldn't sell that. <laughs> so, but um, everybody calls him Tavarish. Yeah. It just it felt like a mis- like the Wolverine accent and the yeah. dialect was like so heavy and all the time and then everybody else just sort of speaks English apart from maybe the guy that hits on uh, uh, Storm at the at the. please let's talk about yeah. this for <laughs> <laughs> like a good 20 minutes to yeah, talk about okay. this okay. but so um, just to get closure on this and obviously you can have the last word uh, yeah I get it uh, Wolverine has a very, very specific uh, way of speaking that is meant to convey, it, it, it meant to express his personality and his background mm-hmm. uh, in a way that the other characters kind of don't. don't right. uh, other characters will express sort of nationality, but uh, beyond that, they're all kind of on the same page. Right. So my other question. Yeah and this sort of could lead to, to, to talking about the guy that hits on Storm. So when they go to the, to the, to the dance studio yeah. thing Let's at the very uh, beginning, right? Yeah, they're, okay. they're there, they're drinking their We're lemonade. There. Yeah, there we go. So Girls lemonade. go to a dance thing, right? So here's my question. Is, is Kitty Jewish? So what makes you ask? Because she's wearing a Star of David. She is Jewish. She is Jewish. That's yeah. fascinating. And then that made me start. How is it fascinating? It's fascinating because I'm Jewish, and so that's fascinating. So were your children? Jewish <laughs> superheroes. You know that Jack Kirby was Jewish. Yeah. I mean, um, not a lot of there are okay. There are not a lot of Jewish superheroes. Although weirdly, I want to say um, okay. So 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 Kirby was was Jewish big time. Mm-hmm. Big time. I don't know what I mean by that. Um, we'll edit that out. <laughs> Big, big, big style. Yeah. Big he, he was Hasid. <laughs> no, he was not. Um, but he, he, he was Jewish, but but he would he would he would like slip that in. Mm. Uh, uh, I think, which is about as big time as you could get back, back in the early sixties. Yeah. So okay, yeah. So you know. she's she's wearing the start, and then that got me started. That got me thinking about like it's all set in Westchester, right? They all live in yep. Westchester. And then and, and then it started to feel super Jewish. Well, hang on. So <laughs> right, so. Um, Yes, there are a lot of Jews in, in Greater New York, but they're all, I mean, all of the Marvel stuff is in New York. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say all but of it. But not New York City, and specifically Westchester felt like a... Most of the Marvel stuff happens in New York City. Like, so Spider-Man is uh, from Queens, uh, a, you know, the Fantastic Four, they're in Manhattan. All of that stuff takes place in Greater New York. Mm-hmm. 
this is, I want to say, one of the few, if not the only, that happens outside of the five boroughs. Mm -hmm. Um, Salem Center is an actual place Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in Westchester County. I looked it up this week. Uh, and it is, uh, oh God, like, like it, it's basically Croton. Right. I think. Um, because, of course, we lived in we Westchester. Did. We lived in Westchester. And what's really astonishing to me is, um, all right, so one of the reasons why it's in Westchester is, so like, like, you get the suburban locale. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Xavier has a mansion. Right, so you can't. Just like Martha Stewart <laughs> or Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Alec Baldwin lives in Westchester? Uh, he lives in Long Island, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't keep tabs on the Baldwins, but uh, or, you know. Oh, okay, so I mean, you know, the Clintons. They there live we in go. Westchester. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Clintons. Yeah, they're in. They're in Chappaqua. I was about to say Chappaqua. <laughs> 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 yeah, they're in Chappaqua. Chappaqua. Chappaqua does sound a lot like Chappaquiddick. <laughs> that was not smart. <laughs> kind of like optics there. <laughs> okay. Uh, Okay, but um, so, so you can imagine, like, like in the early '60s, if you're like Stan Lee or Jack Kirby, mm-hmm. and, uh, Kirby is like from the Bronx. Right. Um, you need a fancy rich folks place. Yeah. So like this, this, this is this aspirational location. Now, having lived in Westchester, we get that like Westchester's a shithole. It's a yeah. dump. <laughs> it's a terrible <laughs> place. It's a bummer. Um, okay. So 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 Kitty's Jewish. Kitty's Jewish. That's yeah. fascinating. Well, but but she's not from Westchester. She's from Deerfield. Right. Right. Which tracks. Right. I think. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yes. Deerfield, suburb of Chicago, crawling. North Shore. Crawling with Jews. Crawling. It's it's <laughs> lousy. Lousy with Jews. Near okay. where I grew up. Um, she's Jewish. That doesn't come up that much. Um, I'm going to give you a, a minor spoiler to say that. Uh, later, they encounter Dracula. Yeah. The X Men encounter Dracula, and so Kitty tries to ward off Dracula by uh, she grabs two sticks and makes a cross. It doesn't work because she's right? Jewish, right? <laughs> so, so like if we ever get attacked by a vampire, it's all you're on going. Me. I was going to say you're it's going all on front. Me. I know, I know. So no, you say that like like, like oh poor no 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 that's <laughs> where my my stock goes through the roof. <laughs> if we ever get attacked by, I can't wait. Like I want to attract vampires to our house. Okay, so Kitty's Jewish, um, but this is great. So the scene where she is going to the dance studio, mm-hmm. th- this is all character. Yeah, yeah. That was like, I like that scene. It was. It doesn't. It didn't necessarily feel like it added anything to the to the story. They. Well, I mean, maybe it will at some point, but it do- yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. This is great. I mean, and I always loved these these sort of interstitial uh, moments um, for any number of reasons. But, but um, one of the things that, that I just loved about it is it, it has this kind of very very low stakes. Um, I don't want to say soap opera uh, kind of kind of element to it, but um, like if you ever watch uh, the Cosby Show mm-hmm. and. We get that, like talking about yeah, Bill Cosby yeah. is problematic yeah. now, but remember, you know, <laughs> back. Yes, you pretend it's 1987. Um, one of the ones I love were like the sort of the plotless, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, we're hanging out and they're brownstone <laughs> in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that was always just the best. Mm-hmm. I always just love those where like like very little happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Uh, and this is a great one. I mean, what looked like the entire show of Friends. <laughs> no, 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 no. Friends. <laughs> that's a whole giant detail. All right. There. Anyway. Okay. So, 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 what is the conflict here? Kitty has to like phase in, and she cleans up a broom closet. Right. Yeah, and she does a dance lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and th there, there is tension here because um, so Kitty's new to the X Men. Raro is uh, you know very protective of her, sort of motherly, and then um, uh, God Stevie, uh, yeah, Stevie Hunter, um, is the name of the uh, the dance instructor. So she's jealous, mm -hmm. right? That 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 Kitty has this other right. Uh, you know, similarly aged uh, mentor, right? And now, uh, again, I'm I'm gonna kind of kind of rag on uh, uh, Claremont here. He, he makes the uh, he makes the implicit explicit. You know, Rara says exactly what's going on, mm -hmm. which my eight year old self would have appreciated. appreciated. Yeah, yeah, like to understand, uh, like, oh yeah, she's going to a dance lesson. Hey, but yeah, I bet she's going to learn to dance. And like. Oh, maybe there's something else going on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right, so uh, go so to that's the, now we're in Canada. Yeah, now we're in and Canada. And so there's Canada. Uh, there's Heather Hudson uh, with her really fabulous uh, skirt and boots, um, and we're in Ottawa. Okay. All right. So we're in Ottawa. The X Men all came from various places, mm -hmm. and that was one of the. Uh, sort of key decisions that distinguished the new X-Men from the original X-Men. Mm -hmm. The original X-Men, waspy as all get up. I want to say that, that, that Iceman might have been half Jewish. But like the fact that I don't know, that it was like half. <laughs> it's like a little, not too Jewish. Just like, it, you know, it, it, it didn't really... Like making one of them Catholic, right? Yeah, like, like it didn't factor into like a diverse <laughs> superhero team. Um, but the, you know the new X Men when they launched that, and I think it was like nineteen seventy five. Like okay, uh, there there were a lot of non Americans on there, mm -hmm. and so it looked like the bridge of Star Trek, right, 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 <laughs> where you have this 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 multicultural, multi ethnic, uh, multilingual uh, group. That was cool. Mm -hmm. um, also, they traveled all over the world, mm -hmm. and I just thought that was really fantastic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the other thing that did that for me when I was a kid, eight, nine years old, Roger Moore, James Bond. <laughs> I yeah, get it. Those pretty movies. international. Yeah. yeah we, so um, those movies, I watch them now. I mean, like, I can't. I can't. Right. Yeah. They're hard <laughs> to watch now. They, they um, haven't aged well. Yeah. For Your Eyes only has, has its moments. Uh, you know, it's pretty good. Uh, like like Moonraker is a really good example of a, of a pretty terrible movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what I and the thing is the movies themselves the the way that they would structure the plot is how many time zones can this take place right. in? <laughs> because the producers are like like those movies are just coke tastic. <laughs> Uh, the producers and everybody involved in them mm -hmm. are all about how many airline miles can they we can, get right, while making this movie. They can go to make this movie. Yeah. Now, and hey man, I mean, if I were like a cool job, if yeah. it were 1979 yeah. and they said, 
so you know we're gonna you know you know the good news is you've got a job right. working on this James Bond movie. The bad news is you're gonna have to hop on a 747 <laughs> with all of these models <laughs> who wear no clothes, and it's like, like yeah, that sounds awesome. And you gotta like Rio de Janeiro and Venice and all this shit. Um, so 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 the X Men do this. James Bond did this, yeah. and and this was. Uh, I, I have to be very very genuine about this. Uh, for an eight-year-old, nine-year-old, yeah, and eventually like 15, 16-year-old in, in a suburb in Louisville, Kentucky, it's like there is this world out there which exists, it's cool, mm-hmm. and it's accessible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. All right. So we're in Canada. We're in Canada. Wolverine and Nightcrawler break into her house. Yep. And, and she's, she just got back from the grocery store. Right, she's bringing this is groceries, the, yeah. Yeah, I, I, another just really fantastic note that I got um, uh, is, is, is like, like beat from, from this. Right, having this sort of internal dialogue about her job. The entire page here is uh, Heather Hudson getting back from the grocery store in Ottawa. She's got her VW bug, <laughs> and she's like carrying two two sacks of groceries and, and paper she's bags. She's worrying about the bills, yeah. Yeah, that's just amazing. That's like so great. Um, most popular culture, uh, like on television, characters were either wealthy or lived as though they were. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of exceptions mm-hmm. to that. Like good times would have been one mm-hmm. where, where people like had to worry about money. money yep. uh, Roseanne would have been another mm-hmm. one. Beyond that, name one. Mm. I mean, well, friends. Let's get back to friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, friends, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm Rachel. I, I sling yeah. coffee yeah. at Central Perk. I don't care about my bills. Yeah. I, I've yeah. got it made. I'm Monica. I, I'm a head chef in a New York restaurant. I have lots of free time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that too. Yeah, <laughs> my God, yeah. She's got loads yeah. of time. Yeah. I've got tons of money and loads of time. Yeah. Um, so I love that 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 these are like like kind of human and that was you know again uh, when I was a kid I was very conscious of how much groceries cost <laughs> right uh, when I was growing up we didn't eat ice cream right I've told you this yeah. before yeah <laughs> yeah we had, ice cream was expensive yep we had ice milk ice milk less expensive store brand ice milk the Winn Dixie <laughs> ice milk <laughs> finally I just I, my I. Just get ice cream just less often. <laughs> this, this ice milk is garbage. <laughs> Maybe like like a twelve year old that doesn't want to eat some sweet, frozen sweet thing. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, moving on. So yeah, they break into her house. Yeah. She's happy to see them. Yeah, yeah, we see a lot of her thighs. Um, it's enough. <laughs> John's a like man. Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. the last except yeah. Regis. Okay. <laughs> Starting to devolve. <laughs> <laughs> we'll knock it off. Okay. Uh, okay, so then we get... Now we're at the... Um, the, the lodge or whatever. Exactly. And yeah. so now we've moved from these, these, these wonderful slice of life things into... Like, now we're back into a superhero narrative. Um, also, this is uh, another parallel to TV, you know that this is a stealth pilot. 
right? No. Okay. You know what a pilot is? Yeah, like a TV pilot? Yeah. Yeah. yeah because they explained yeah. that in Pulp Fiction. Sure. So they would often do on TV like stealth pilots, like like a regular episode. The Brady Bunch had one of the best ones. Like the Brady Bunch, um, kind of seen this episode like once. Like Mr. Brady says like, oh, hey, it's my friend Stu whatever that you've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, Stu, how you doing? And like, oh, well, you know, um, Mr. Brady. Um, Mike. <laughs> Mike, there we go. Thing. Well, you know, Mike, I'm, I've just adopted a bunch of kids. And like, oh, boy, that sounds rough. And then that's like two minutes of the opening of the Brady Bunch. Right. And then the rest of it is Stu, or whatever his name is, with his, with his kids. Huh. I don't and, remember and, that. And it'll, it'll be an episode of the Brady Bunch, which features Mike Brady for two minutes. Hmm. And it's like a stealth pilot. That's what this issue is. So they're like a stealth pilot for who magical... Alpha and... Flight. Um, alpha Flight. Okay. Yeah, Alpha Flight. So Alpha Flight has appeared in the X-Men before. Uh, but we get more of them here. And we get the X-Men in here uh, as well. But and, and, and to say that it's a stealth pilot is a little bit harsh. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can say that because Alpha Flight did in fact come become its own right. comic. comic. And by the way, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Byrne wrote and uh, and drew it, and it was really fantastic. Okay, so so this is why we get all these pages of uh, right. hey, here's this character, yeah. here's this character, here's oh, right. this character. character right. Okay, but really by that logic, almost every issue of Claremont scripted X Men is going to be a stealth pilot oh, okay. because you've got the Star Jammers. <laughs> We've not gotten to them yet. Um, uh, uh, the Shi'ar and um, and others. Okay, all right. So, Alpha Flights. The thing she turns into a bear. Yep. Right, uh, and we get you know, who the Wendigo is. Right. Uh, ba ba ba. Wendigo, and then Wolverine. Hey, yeah, I fought um, him. The and, Hulk. Yeah. You know, if you want to check out these back issues, then uh, right. by all means. I love the little like asterisk. That was another thing that I wrote down. Um, the little asterisk like. If yeah. something is referencing, you know, it's like, and then like their sign, Louise. <laughs> yeah, that is, um, and that Louise is that Louise Simonson. I gotta, I gotta look at the um, uh, uh, the credits. So that is a Marvel hallmark mm -hmm. uh, from the early sixties. Uh, what having the little footnote oh, the or footnote. having it oh, signed? God, yeah, yeah. The footnote the and footnote it would be signed. Altogether. I mean, like, like in, in 1962 yeah. or whatever, the footnote would be signed. You know, like Stan Lee. Mm -hmm. um, so, 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 why they do that? Uh, number one, just I, I suppose, um, in a way, to kind of like ground it with some legitimacy. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I mean, you know, like, like I, I write and I, I, I have research and like I footnote my research. Right, right. Well, and, also, and some of them were current <laughs> yeah. issues, so also conceivably to sell a different issue of something else. Yeah, at the same yeah. time. That's the yeah. second thing. But, yeah. but, but like it is commercial uh, as well. Right, so we see the Hulk. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You know, like maybe you, you know, if you own those back issues, right. you can go back and um, uh, convert them. Ba, ba, ba. And here we go. All right, right. So here we're going to like the thing, like, and then yeah, this one yeah. ends. Um, all right. What I love about Wendigo. This is the first time we've seen it on the last page. Him. It's yes. Him. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, well, we saw Wolverine's reminiscences right. Right. about uh, the Wendigo. Um, I love that. That's the only thing that he says, and that's also his name. <laughs> That's really smart branding. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to be a villain, yeah. 
Shout your name. Your own name over and exactly. over. Exactly. <laughs> over and over again. All right. Uh, also, like, like uh, next issue, Rage. Mm-hmm. Oh, hang on. So let me make sure, because there was a really good onomatopoeia. I think it was in the next one. Got to be the next one. Like, yeah, got to be the next one. Yeah, 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 like yeah. okay. Boop, boop, boop. All right, so we're going to skip ahead to one. So then you're like, okay, this is, you know, now this is suspenseful. Here's this thing. So you, and I think that the next one then starts with Peter Rasputin. Rasputin. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another <laughs> funny Russian word, but it's not. Funny Russian word? Nothing uh, came well, to me. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you, I'm sure you could have like a non family friendly Russian. Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, Peter I, so Nafe. you assume that it's going <laughs> to. That it's going to start with that, yeah. but then it but doesn't. No. no, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. And there's also this like really weird, super sexy shot of um, the, the the wife. Down this is you saying this, not cradling her baby yeah, yeah. in like a really disturbing way. But anyway. Uh yeah yeah, okay. Uh, oh yeah yeah so yeah burn it Austin. Uh, we're looking at the cover of issue 140. There's a rock where uh, John Byrne and um, Terry Terry Austin. Yeah, Terry Austin is the anchor. Uh, Louise Jones is the editor. Okay, so not Louise uh, Simonson. Um, before we press into 140, and let's check on time. How much have we recorded here? Oh boy! Oh, we're we're, we're doing good. We'll, we'll we'll do like another like 10 15 minutes. Uh, any other questions? Any other notes? Um, let's see. Wolverine's dialect, whether Kitty it's Jewish, Jewish, yes, the asterisks. Um, I thought that the, the the name of the metal that they that Wolverine's claws were, were made out of was hilarious. Really? <laughs> it was just so random. Like, why that? What, adamantium? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like, like that's that feels um, kind of pedestrian <laughs> to me. Maybe I'm just kind of like jaded. I don't know. Maybe there are other adam. Like when I think of adamant, I think of that the '80s band. That's adamant. Yeah, adamantium. That. Never occurred to me. <laughs> it just, just seemed like such a it's random thing. It's all I'm going to think about now. <laughs> Adam and <Yeah>. him? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there was no other way that I could have read that. <laughs> but, but for nearly a half a century. <laughs> Two score <laughs> and eight years. <laughs> I've been reading as Adam and him. Yeah. Not... Adam Ant. Adam Antium. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, uh, yeah, I wrote down that Nightcrawler's German and then that the orange colored art on page 21. Those were my, I didn't take as any notes. No, that's cool, that's cool. Again, you took more notes than me. Okay, so uh, we start off issue 140 uh, with um, Pyotr Nikolievich Rasputin. Yes, missing the, yeah. the motherland. Yeah, he misses the motherland. Yeah, he's so been he's, through he's too much. Proletarian. <clears throat> yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, he can't go back. Right. Yep. Okay. Angel is back, but don't get used to him. Uh, he rips up a tree. Oops. Another really fantastic uh, couple of pages of nothing happening, where we, we get a sense of right. what these They're people like to do yeah, yeah. in their spare time. Here we. Oh, here we go. Okay, <laughs> it is in this issue. Hey, Mama, wait up! <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can't read that without without no without, you don't no no without no, no without being <laughs> okay so uh, Raro is in yeah, the Salem Center yeah. and he, um, let's um, given that it's 1980 we can probably go ahead and call him uh, he he's a jive turkey yes 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so Chris Claremont uh, has probably seen a stereotype. Couple, yeah. yeah, has probably seen a couple of episodes of Good Times, yeah. and thinks that he knows how to write this. Yeah. And so uh, he's flirting with Raro. Uh, nice outfit she's got on, yes, by the way. She's wearing a I mean, lovely outfit. Yeah, I mean, those you glasses could do a whole are podcast fantastic. about the uh, the costumes. You absolutely could. <laughs> Um, yeah, this, this his, his, his clothes don't age, yeah, like they don't look quite as no. His clothes yeah. haven't aged well, but he's it's, got like a flat cap and a yellow shirt open to the down, navel. To the navel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. High heeled shoes. Oh my god, he does! Yep. Holy crap! With uh, yeah, flared trousers. Mm-hmm. But this whole scene, like there, there is no need for this whole extent like they could have left it out it just you know no, they could have yeah, yeah you know i mean yeah. it, not like meaning that like it's cool like it's it's a cute or not cute um whimsical yes. uh, sort of yes. detail that they put in right. like, they didn't have to uh, it's charming uh, yeah you know, yeah i mean it's and, charming and, to have him sort of portrayed in sort of a well, stereotypical way but it's still a charming little vignette yeah, 1980 yep and I watched a lot of Phil Donahue in the 80s, and I can tell you that there would have been loads of dudes who would have thought that this behavior was a-okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to make the case that you know the X-Men was like in any way woke right. <laughs> back then, yeah. but it, it does. It, it, what it conveys to us is like she's not going to take any yeah. shit. Yeah, I, I like that a little bit. Yeah, and uh, so she's like, yeah, you know, fuck off, guy. Let's <laughs> get get out of here. Uh, and 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 it's hilarious mm-hmm. because it's just really dated. I mean, like, what is it? To, I'm one fine dude. You're one fine fox. Yeah. Well, and as, as you know, from like a female perspective of some, you know, I think there's no woman out there that hasn't been sort of aggressively like that approached at some yeah. point. It's like. It would be really cool if I could yeah. just like if I had yeah. superpowers and like right. they don't have to be amazing. Like I just make it rain on top of that person. Right. That would be really right. neat. So uh, comics are in no small measure about wish fulfillment. Yeah, uh, and they're largely male wish fulfillment. Yeah. But it's nice that every now and then you get like, hey, wouldn't you just love to yeah. do this? <laughs> Okay, so we smile as we get to Stevie again. Ba, ba, ba. All right, all right. So and now, now and yeah, I don't know what page we're on because uh, we're we're looking at this on yeah. the browser. So okay, so Wendigo shouting his own name. Right, and most of the rest of this is like this sort of drawn out multi, multi, locational, right between yeah. him and yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, not <laughs> loads to say about that. It, it is. It is. Um, Largely, sort of the mechanics of the fight. Although on whatever page this is, I see on the iPad it tells you. The page. I know, I know. I, I wish I had the iPad. Oh, all right, so like all fifty percent through. There's a really cool thing here because uh, we talked about uh-huh. the you know the kinetic element of uh, the art. Here's the cool thing. One of the cool things you can do, you have the character. So on whatever page this is, you, you got like multiple night crawlers. So Wendigo is static, but you've got uh, another character moving. Yeah, like like, like, like seven yeah. Nightcrawler, but there's like a, like a pastel Effect, color. Yeah, yeah. So, so you get the idea that there's 
there's movement on the page and, and really cool. A lot of um, uh, Daredevil did this a bunch mm -hmm. uh, and it was pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. ba -ba -ba. What else do we want to say? So Flipping through here. Nightcrawler to him. He does, yes. And yeah, so there's a fight. Uh, oh, 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 wait. I think this is it. This is the onomatopoeia that I like. Splow. <laughs> Splow. Splow. I mean, that's just, you can just hear that. Yeah. So, so that is the sound of Vindicator's energy rays melting, melting. a van. I think, <laughs> Splow. Van, yeah. I think it's a van. It's like the, you know, some uh, Boogie Nights era <laughs> van getting melted. Splow. <laughs> yeah, great onomatopoeia there. Uh, all right, Oomph. that's, you know, I can't really uh, fault that one. Um, so they're fighting, then they decide. And then we get this flashback in the middle of it. <clears throat> right, and I've forgotten that. Yeah. Um, you'll actually see those lines again later. This is a, 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 very, a seminal scene. I, and I don't know whether this has been done before in a prior issue, um, but this flashback in the middle where Okay, so Wolverine, mm -hmm. uh, Canadian, right? Despite whatever his dialect may suggest, sort of dialect they've given him, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm not spent enough time in Canada to know whether they do or don't people talk. speak like that. Uh, okay. So, would you know that it's called Canada? Just, I don't. Okay. No, no. Um, the Canadians listening. I've been to Canada several <laughs> times. I've, I, I, I love our friends to the north. They're, um, you know, Canada is like America done right <laughs> in many ways. So um, significant event in Wolverine's biography. He had been a, um, I, got, I don't know what his rank or whatever was, working for the Canadian government. Right. But he, he leaves. Right. That's the point when he joins the X-Men. Right. Um, significant. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> when, so, like, did he have the powers before he was working for the government? Or was he working for yeah, the government well, and then he got caught up in some crazy no, science experiment? No. Well, yes. Okay. Um, so, so he's a mutant. Yes. Which means that he has powers. And... Mutant powers uh, appear during puberty, oh, okay. typically, uh, which is one of the just kind of like delightful mm -hmm. ways in which mutantism uh, mutation mutation is a metaphor right. for a lot of things, sure. uh, particularly like sexual orientation, mm -hmm. sexual identity. Uh, okay. Um, so, he, so he had powers. Yeah. Well, no, no like he had powers, mm -hmm. uh, and his powers are uh, he can heal very fast, mm -hmm. and he can he can track. Like he has this sort of like a yeah. animal like a yeah like, like a sense of smelling whatever. Now, while working for the government, and I'm blanking on which government this was, or if it was Shield, some extra national mm -hmm. thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, he has his skeleton plated with Adam Antium. <laughs> uh, that's the scientific experiment. Okay. Okay. 
Um, I've heard like a couple of things, like the claws, either he had them and they weren't encased in in metal. They were smaller claws, yeah. I, I, want to say, I read something earlier this week where he said, like, like you know, the experiment gave me the claws, but um, I, I don't know. That that's a, I think that he had the claws, like, from the get-go, but then they were encased in, in, in steel. Okay. I know that in one of the X-Men movies, he has non-metallic claws, and then he has metallic claws. Okay. Uh, a better nerd than I would be able to. <laughs> okay. So... As, that experience is traumatic for him. Mm-hmm. You know, getting the metal skeleton is traumatic, and that's when he uh, kind of crosses a threshold of uh, being manipulated right. by, by the, the government, government and being uh, basically converted into, into yeah. yeah, exactly, to, to a human weapon. Right. Now, the difficulty is that he's not certain kind of what the era of causation is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, well, they did this to me because I was a weapon anyway. Right. Or if this is what has made me made this. Me, and, right. and this is this is his, his kind of inner Along conflict. Yeah. And he carries on with that for a little bit. James Hudson and, and his wife Heather, they're like really close confidents and friends, but mm-hmm. he finally says, like, like enough's enough. I, yeah, I, I gotta leaving. leave, I gotta yeah. leave. All right, get that. Reminiscence. <laughs> And then there's more fighting. And then there's more fighting. Uh, fighting. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there's some skulls. And then we get... Da, 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 da. So we were trying to fight Wendigo. We don't... Oh, 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 oh no, that, that was actually the onomatopoeia. <laughs> right, can, can, can you read that for us, please? <clears throat> that says uh, Zark. <laughs> what was the other one? Spluff? Uh, splot. Spluff. 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 Splot. Okay. Here. Zark. Zark. Okay. <laughs> Actually, Zark, Zark, Zark kind of lands, um, if I say it out loud. All right. So here Snowbird can, turns herself into a white wolverine. Exactly. And takes Wendigo to task. Yeah. But loses her humanity in the process. And Wolverine is the one who talks her back. Right. Because he understands. Like, right. He gets it. Gets, yeah. Yeah. And so then they have some sort of a, you know, connection. Right. After that, and then mystical Indian swoops in yeah, to uh, shaman, yeah, shaman, shaman him back to himself. At which point they arrest him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I, I I I love that 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 vindicator says like, okay, so I know that you've had a rough night. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> time to we've we've got some follow up questions. In Canada, in Canada, we have consequences. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Oh, and then this is the other one. This this um, conversation between Wolverine and Nightcrawler yeah. here, uh, and this happens a bunch, yeah. where there is this question of the morality of what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loads of that. Yeah, yeah. And Wolverine is on clearly the one end of the spectrum. Right. Most of the other X Men are on the other end. Right. Where they're like, like, hey, we, you know, we think killing is bad. <laughs> yeah. But they do have a bit of back and forth there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was interesting because it's like a man comes. So Wolverine here is saying. Man comes at me with his fists. I'll meet him with fists. But if he pulls a gun or threatens people with protection, 
then I've got no sympathy for him. So it's like if a man comes at me with violence, I'll meet him with violence. But yeah. if he does this other thing, also violence. <laughs> no, I think what he's saying is that it will be commensurate with whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And I guess when he says fists, he must mean you know not claws. Like like hey like like, yeah. like a fist. I think, I think what he's suggesting there. I think what is yeah. I think what he's suggesting there is I'd much rather it were a fist fight. Right. Yeah. This, by the way, puts me to mind of this awesome conversation that I had with this dude in Houston. I've told you about this. Yes. The guy, uh, like like the driver who took me to the airport in mm -hmm. Houston, uh, and, and he. <laughs> this is where I first heard of the concept of misdemeanor homicide. Yeah. Do, do, do you remember me I talking? remember you telling okay. me that. Yeah. So, so his mom was a lawyer, and he says, like, this is where he got this idea. So he says, like, misdemeanor homicide. If you're at a bar, and a good old boy says that he's going to go get his gun, <laughs> and he comes back with his gun, and you're still there, misdemeanor homicide. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of what Wolverine is saying is... Um, Hey, look, I'd be happy to settle this with a fist fight, but if you don't, misdemeanor homicide. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading now again here. Should you, so Nightcrawler says, should you not pay a price as well? But if Nightcrawler is like on his side, right? They're they're having a discussion about that. Yeah. Um, they're on the same side. Yeah. But they're not always uh, aligned with how they do what they do. Mm. So, I mean, here, I understand, Logan, what you say is reasonable, logical, justifiable. But does that make it right? Right. So he thinks that, that, that Wolverine is like a little too killy? He's not sure. He's not sure. Okay. Nightcrawler's not sure. Wolverine is sure. Right. I mean, he, he's certain, but uh, Nightcrawler is posing questions. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I think it's fair to say that that's my take on that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, Wolverine does not reply, and for a long while there's silence between them. And the other cool thing about this is that um, there was capacity for that kind of disagreement. Mm -hmm. uh, th there could be a dialogue yep. about, about morality. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that that did not. Whatever. <laughs> 2020 sucks. Like, Twitter sucks. <laughs> 2020 yeah, sucks. sucks. Like, yeah. 1980, 1980 had its own brand of suck. And I said that we we're going to come back to 1980. We're not going to because, like... Next time we, it's we, late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time it is getting late. Um, yeah, like we, didn't, we didn't give a damn that gay people were dying of AIDS. Right, right. Okay. Uh, among other... Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, at a minimum... <laughs> 1980. In this yeah, situation, they can do, have a conversation. You, you, you could do Marla. this. Yeah, yeah, you could have a conversation, and, and you could uh, you could remain friends even mm -hmm. though you uh, you disagreed, and and, and and that was that was really important to me. Mm -hmm. Was that uh, they shared something? Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't necessarily share the means to to achieve what they what they wanted. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there was a mutual respect, uh, there was a mutual understanding, and, and, and a mutual love between mm -hmm. these characters. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, yeah, I missed that. Okay. 
2020 sucks. Okay. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Ooh. I want to talk about the outfit that the Prime Minister <laughs> of Canada wears. That's right. I had forgotten about This is why I have to take notes because I forgot This yeah. outfit is really it's sharp. It's really, really, yeah. It's really fancy. <sighs> dandy. Man, it's a dandy. Yeah. It, I, I, words fail me. Yeah. While, while wearing that outfit, he decides okay. so to. So he's uh, got, he's got this, this suit on, three-piece suit. The suit itself is, I would describe as, the shade of the suit is Kermit the Frog green. <laughs> like a green skittle. <laughs> yes. Kermit the Frog green. He matches that with a shirt that is uh, kind of, you know, red stripes. Mm-hmm. And a black and white striped tie. Yeah. 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 Very sharp. And this... A flower. Right. Yeah. Flower on the lapel. Fresh flower. Nothing but the best for the Prime Minister of Canada. Uh, yeah, that outfit is just amazing. Okay. <laughs> so we've appreciated his Struck outfit. dumb yeah. by looking. But then he's like, hey, look, this. really sorry, budget cuts. Yeah. We have to disband you well, all. Yeah, times are tough. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, returning to kind of what Heather was dealing with in the uh, mm-hmm. in, in the previous issue where there is this <laughs> this yeah. fiscal reality, reality. Yeah. but also um, here it's like you're fired yeah thanks for thanks yeah for well you don't in. have a yeah. job um, which I think it, well you're not really fired um, right they'll keep him on staff da, da, da. yeah yeah but we can't fund all of your right. uh, all of your stuff so the uh, so, so, like, this is sort of well trod ground. I mean, like Spider Man did this loads. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it was like, 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 how am I going to be able to uh, you know, yeah. defeat the Sandman and also deliver these pizzas? And, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, I, I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that there are a multitude of concerns for the heroes, they don't get to focus on just one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That it's like, oh, god damn, you know, like, yeah, yeah like, like so, like, really, prime minister, like, this is the last thing I need to give <laughs> any idea what kind of a day I've had. Um, but but that's just it, and, yeah. and they just like, like, like they just deal with mm-hmm. it. That the, the, the conflicts are not solely uh, the uh, you know the physical enemies that they have to um, that they have to confront. So and, I, just, you know, I just realized that his costume is like the Canadian. Right flag, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, 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 it's super and it's awesome, and I love Canada again. I've been, I, I, it's awesome, and Alpha Flight is a really cool comic, and uh, John Byrne is. I, I love it that he's this proud Canadian, mm-hmm. and what he wants is to not only have like this really cool comic book, but also to. Uh, make people aware of just the the you know the unspoiled beauty <laughs> of Canada and like they've got cool cities and whatever. I had no idea uh, the whole uh, Quebecois separatist mm-hmm. movement, but for that comic, yeah, 
like that was the first place I ever heard of it. Mm-hmm. Was um, one of the characters, North Star, is uh, one of the characters, and like he he was in the uh, I don't know what they call the movie. Don't remember that yeah, yeah, bit of it, but, yeah. but there was a, a, a separatist uh, mm-hmm. movement. Um, There's a like, like like okay, cool. Um, so say what you will about Sherman. Uh, there was a very deliberate attempt to make sure that native, right, native, but well, not native Canadians, Americans, native Canadians, yeah. Yeah. people of Canada, yeah, yeah. yeah the Aboriginal uh, Canadians <coughs> were included, were yeah, present yeah. there that they were visible, and um, that was really really cool, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, so so when I see Vindicator in the uh, you know the maple leaf thing, I'm like, yeah, man, yeah, Canada, man, yeah. I mean, to me, right. the, like the whole thing seems, you know, I, I like it feels. You know, I'm supposed to be outraged about lack of diversity or whatever, but it, it actually like it feels like they're trying to be pretty diverse. De- totally. Yeah. Totally. You know. Um, and and that was deliberate. And call it tokenism. Yeah. Call it whatever you want. Uh, the new X Men, like I said, they were clearly trying to look like the bridge of the, uh, the yeah. like the bridge of the Enterprise. Yeah. yeah. And. Uh, however superficial it may be, however wrong we got Wolverine's dialect, um, mission accomplished. Yep. I, I mean, it was uh, you know for an eight-year-old who was aware of Kentucky and thought that uh, West Virginia was like a long, long, long way, way away. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, it, it absolutely convinced me that there was a bigger world out yep. there. Yeah. Yeah, well, that might be a good. Uh, that might be a good stopping thought. But that's not how comic books work, no, yes. Inessa. <laughs> the way that this issue ends is with a teaser for the next thing. Yep. And what's coming next is uh, iconic storyline in uh, the X Men. That's going to be Days of Future Past. Uh, it's another two-issue shot. And this is something which has been filmed. One of the X Men movies. Mm-hmm. They actually called it in the past. Their take on it is mm-hmm. quite different than the comic. But um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna really hype it. I can't wait. So that I'm gonna <laughs> set expectations. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. We're nearing the end of John Byrne's run on the X Men. Okay. But uh, the next two issues are going to be pretty great. Super fun. All right. Parting thoughts? Uh, that was enjoyable. I enjoyed reading it. Uh, I like talking to you, and uh, I'm having fun. Okay, great. That's that. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see everyone next, next time. week. Yeah. <laughs>